let's just settle in to God's presence together. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling a little extra anxious the past couple days, and God invites us to take a deep breath, to settle into the reality of his presence with us here and now. He is not anxious. He is not worried. He reigns supreme over all. And so as we sing these words, let's just direct our hearts towards him. Joel's going to lead us. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. seems to hide his face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Unrest the
Hallelujah. It's good to know that we can lay it all down at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just think about the words of this next song. I'm going to invite you to join in and sing with us. The words of a well-worn song titled, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Let's sing together. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Come on, let's sing it again together. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Please bow your heads with me as I pray. Father, we praise you, we honor you, and we worship you because you are Lord of all. We thank you for your love and grace and your goodness and mercy which follows us everywhere we go. We know that you never sleep and you never slumber, that you watch over us night and day. For it is no goodness of our own that we are not consumed, but Yahweh, it is you who is faithful to us. You are our protection and our very present help in times of trouble. Lord God, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ right now over the lives of your people and the lives of those whose hearts may be failing them right now because of fear. Thank you for making provisions for those in the need of food and care and other precious resources. Please do not let their hearts trouble them, nor their hope forsake them. We ask you now for wisdom to help guide us. But more importantly, give us understanding. And finally, we desire to have that peace which passes all understanding. God, empower us now with your Holy Spirit. Be glorified in all that we say, do, and think. For it is in your name we do pray and ask these things. And for the namesake of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 Amen, Pastor Cole. Amen. 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 Hey, well, again, uh, if any of you have just been joining us as the service has been in session, welcome to Blackhawk Church Online. Again, my name is Matt Metzger. Uh, this yeah. is my name's Chris, Chris Dolson. Uh, I'm the senior pastor here at Blackhawk Church, and it kind of reminds me that last 
time we got together as a church, the very last time was uh, we had a meeting in this room at uh, Brader Way. It was last a con- week. Yeah, a congregational meeting on Sunday night, March 8th, to really elect you to be the next senior pastor <laughs> starting like July 1st next year. Right. So, and now we're entering into a 15-month period of like where you're supposed to like co-pilot. Co-pilot. And uh, what'd you think of your first week? Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah, this it's been is amazing. This is a normal this is, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Always yeah. a global pandemic going yeah, on around here. There we here. go. Just wanted to see how That's you right. would do this week. Such That's a right. wonderful honeymoon period. Yeah. Thank you very much. There you go. Happy to help you out. So yeah, absolutely. in any way that I can. <laughs> so there you go. That's great. That's right. awesome. Yeah. You know, we um, as as we were looking and putting together everything with this service, we uh, it's just amazing to think that that was only a week ago that that vote actually took place. And uh, it, it feels like it was like a month ago. And I think that for a lot of us, we look at what's taken place over this last week and it just feels like it has been so long. A few things we want you to know about things coming up here around Blackhawk Church uh, is that just to make sure that we're all on the same page is that all events for Blackhawk have been canceled up through March 27th. And we will keep you abreast of how all of that is going to play out in the future. So in other words, as this situation, as everything that our nation, our world is going through continues to uh, Um, you know, evolve, we will keep you in the loop of everything that's going on. But it really is hard to think back to just a week ago and and where we all were. Because a a week ago, most of us were not thinking this way. Uh, We weren't thinking that, that schools were going to be canceled. You know, for so many of you, kids, if you're in the room, you might be really excited about the fact that kids are canceled or school, that school's canceled and kids are not canceled. Obviously, we're really glad that you're with us. But school being canceled, you're probably really excited about that. But for many of us, we just had no idea. We could have college students who are joining us all around the country right now. And the reason why you're all around the country is because you're not here any longer, you're home. And, uh, and you weren't expecting to be home this time last week. I, my, my daughter who goes to University of Georgia was supposed to be flying back to school today and that's not happening because we just have no idea when everything is going to jump back to the way that it was. None of us had the, any idea that uh, every sporting event uh, around the world was going to be canceled at this point. Seasons were going to be postponed if not completely canceled. We, we had had no idea that there were going to be runs on things like toilet paper and hand sanitizer. We were going to be heading into grocery stores and seeing empty shelves. Uh, you know, everyone is telling you right now, you probably shouldn't look at your 401k because that's probably not looking all that well. And, uh, and in the midst of this season, I don't know about you, but I know from my family, we were just talking about this last night. There is just this cloud over, it seems like everybody's life and this feeling of, of, of anxiety of wondering what's gonna happen next that you just, you can't seem to, to get a, away from. And I think there are two things that for so many of us that, that we're feeling right now. One is this feeling of being really fragile. You know, it's hard to believe that like this little microscopic virus can have such an impact on all of our human bodies, not, not to mention the, the impact that it's having on the global economy. And, and culture and the way that it's working today. The way that we did life has just been completely thrown out the window because of a microscopic little virus. We can feel really fragile at moments like this. And I think that, that for many of us, the other thing that we can so easily feel is out of control. 
You know, we've lost our schedules. We've lost our routines. We don't know what's coming next. And it can be in moments like this where we all of a sudden just begin to ask all kinds of, kinds of questions. We, we, look to, we look to different people, different experts on their opinions, on their advice. We're listening to medical people like we haven't in a long time about what their thoughts are on where this is headed. And for those of us who are Christ followers, for many of us, one of the places that we look to when we feel fragile, when we feel like things are out of control, is we look to scripture. What we wanna do for a few minutes is to be able to open scripture and to take Take a look at that. You're going to hear from a few of us as we get a chance to do that together. And I'm going to introduce uh, Pastor Charles Yu to come and join me right now. Well, as, as Matt says, it is times like these, right? We, we are feeling fragile. We feel like things are spinning out of control. We feel stressed. We feel anxious. It does feel like there's a kind of this low level, low grade anxiety that's attached to everything that's going around us. It's times like these. We, we, we are looking for reassurances from the Bible. We want to be comforted by the Bible. The problem is, the Bible doesn't give us the reassurances that we're looking for. We say, hey, we feel fragile. We feel weak. And the Bible says, yes, you are fragile. We say, hey, we feel out of control. And the Bible says, you were never in control couple of passages. If you have your Bible, I think it's going to be on the screen next to you as well. A Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 15 and 16 says, the life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. Or check out Isaiah chapter 40, verse 7. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of Yahweh blows on them. Surely the people are grass. Now these two biblical authors, they, they compare us as humans to grass. Now I think in our day and age, we, we may not fully get this metaphor. Because I think many of us, um, we live in suburbia and we put in a lot of effort into maintaining grass. We maintain our lawns, right? In springtime, we fertilize before, before everything sprouts. We fertilize, we aerate the ground. We, we get rid of the weeds and the dandelions. We mow regularly. Our lawns look good. Our lawns are green, fluffy, lush. And even in times of drought, oh my gosh, right? We, we, we're like putting in sprinklers. We're, we're spray hosing the, the grass so that they, they, they survive the hot summer sun. That's life of grass in our world. But that's not the life of grass in ancient Israel. In ancient Israel, they didn't have lawns. They didn't have sprinklers. They work hard to get water out of the ground and into their homes, and they're not going to waste that precious water by dumping it on the ground. So here's the life of grass in ancient Israel. It rains. Grass sprouts up. Next day, hot wind, hot dry wind blows on it, and that grass withers, shrivels up, it dies, it dries up, it's gone. 
two days tops. That's it. And the biblical authors say, we human beings, we are like grass. When things are going well, we are sprouting up and we're doing well. But when things go wrong just a little bit, at our core, we are frail and we are fragile and we can't handle. We can't handle when things go wrong. We are not in control. Our culture tries to tell us that we are in control. Our culture tries to convince us that we are in charge. They do that to, to, to convince us, to persuade us that we don't actually need God, but this sense of control is an illusion. An illusion we can maintain when everything's going right. Oh, but when the moment when things start to go wrong just a little bit, that sense of illusion, that illusion is shattered, and we feel, we feel the fullness of our fragility. We feel deeply our lack of control, and it does not feel good. And the Bible says to us, this is our true reality. This is who we are. We are fragile. We are not in control. And yet the Bible says, the Bible calls on us not to dwell in fear, not to dwell in anxiety. How do we do that? Well, to answer that question, Chris, Tell us how. Thank you, Charles. We are like grass. We do fade away. The verse in the Bible that I think might be helpful to us, it's a verse that I found to be very helpful from myself, is this small little verse uh, found in Psalm 46, verse 10. Just take a moment and turn there in your Bibles or look over to the right and you can see that verse there. Psalm 46.10 in the NIV goes like this. Be still and know that I am God. The Hebrew from which that English is translated goes like this. Harpu udu ki anoki elohim. Harpu, the Hebrew verb, is translated in English by be still. That's a good translation, but... Sometimes when we hear the word be still, we think of like don't move, that kind of thing, or maybe everything should be really tranquil right now and let's just not move at all and be still. Maybe a better idea would be to translate the word this way, chill out or, or relax. What God is saying, I think, to us in Psalm 46.10 is relax. I've got this. Because the context of Psalm 46 is not an idyllic scene of a calm lake with you know, no, no ripples on the water. The context is the world's actually like falling apart. Let's look at Psalm uh, 46, verses one through three. These are the very verses that I uh, quoted from this past Thursday uh, when we launched a little video talking about what was happening uh, this week. Psalm 46, verses one through three, goes like this. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, 
Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. This poem, Psalm 46, is a poem about radical trust in God when everything is falling apart. There's a metaphor that the psalmist continues to use. It's a metaphor that God is um, our fortress. You'll see that in verses 1, 7, and 11. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then verse 11, the last verse, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The picture here that the psalmist is trying to help us feel is that when the world is falling apart, God is our refuge. He, we can count on him. He's, um, he's the solid rock when all the ground is like sinking sand. Look back again at verses one through three, three and we see these metaphors. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. So this is Hebrew poetry. So the poet is grabbing onto two immutable, unchangeable things, the earth. The earth, we can always count on the earth. It's always gonna be there, it's solid. Those mountains, they never change. You know, seasons change, all kinds of weather changes, but those mountains, they're always gonna be there. So the poem, poet is saying, no, the mountains are, are falling into the heart of the sea. The earth is, is quaking. It's like he's picturing a quake. Remember, this is poetry. So the whole idea here is that the author's trying to help us feel, feel something. It's a feeling of, whoa, I can't even count on the mountains anymore. I can't count on the earth I stand on. That's the feeling that many of us had this past week when certain things that we normally can count on, well, they're not, they're not there. What's, what's happening? That's the feeling I think most of us felt. We felt it maybe when we went to the store and we normally can buy toilet paper, we can't find it. We normally buy hand cleaner, we can't find that. It's the feeling that we have as parents and we can normally count that yeah, this is, we're gonna have, my kids are gonna go to school, we're gonna have school, and like normal. It's the feeling uh, that we have when we, uh, people like myself, we count on Major League Baseball's coming up and I can finally look forward to watching the Cubs. It's that kind of feeling where we, we these things are not happening now. Like, whoa, like what, what's taking place? It's the feeling that many of us have when we look at the market and we go, whoa, whoa. It's that feeling of what's happening. It's during that time when we feel like that, God's saying to us, chill out, relax. I've got this. What does it, what does it look like? What does it look like to relax? and trust God when things feel uncertain. Well, it doesn't look like we deny what's taking place. Denial is not a way of trusting in Yahweh, denying what's happening, that this virus is not wrecking havoc on the globe right now. 
Denying that is not a way of trusting God. This virus, this small microscopic virus has caused all kinds of problems and it's gonna continue to cause problems. And yeah, that's gonna happen. Denying that is not a way of trusting God. Trusting in God and resting in him looks like remembering times when God has shown up in our own personal lives. We can look back and we go, yeah, that was unstable, but God showed up then and he showed up then. We're hearing stories about that. This last Thursday was a Thursday that most of us will never forget. It became real to many of us in our jobs and in our lives that things were starting to be canceled. And uh, this Thursday, at our own, uh, our own staff meeting, we started to make plans about canceling one thing after another and after another. And uh, I called all the staff together in a room and I just wanted them to be able to ask myself or any of the other leaders any questions that they might have about what was happening and what we were canceling. And I also invited them to share any comments and anything that they would like to share. And a comment, a story was shared by Pastor Charles Wang, who's the lead pastor of our Blackhawk Chinese ministry. And, you know, I thought it was so powerful. I wanted him to share it with all of you. Here's Pastor Wang. So on a, 17 years ago on a Sunday, uh, I asked a church friend to take me to a local jewelry shop to help me pick out a bracelet because I know nothing about jewelry. I know nothing about girl stuff. I was going to use that bracelet to propose to my, uh, Anita, my girlfriend at that time, on our Friday night date night. And then I, just within a matter of a few days, the SARS virus broke out in Taipei. SARS is also a coronavirus. It has a severity level that's very, very similar to COVID-19. It broke out in uh, Taiwan and a lot of Asian countries. It hit Asia uh, really hard. So Taipei, my hometown, it has 5.5 million people. But just overnight, it turned into a ghost town. What used to be the busy streets, the packed buses and the packed subways, they're now all now empty. And kindergartens were canceled, um, elementary school was canceled, and most people were working um, from home. So on Friday, I called Anita and I said, hey, let's meet tonight. And she said, no. And I said, no, 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 I, I'm not afraid. Let's just meet for a very short time. You know, I had the bracelet ready, you know. And then she said, sorry, no because her father worked in a big hospital and he was a high-risk person. So she didn't want to put me at risk because uh, I didn't understand how she would feel if she passed the virus to me. And so by her saying, uh, refusing to meet with me, that was her expression of love. That was her way of showing love and care for me. So during those three and a half weeks when Taipei entirely turned into a ghost town and even pretty much the whole country, the church community, all of Taiwan, we've learned something new. That by not meeting is our expression 
of love. And the whole society embraced that new form. And I was thinking that um, it was really hard for, particularly hard for those people who regularly practiced hospitality. They host people for dinner. They like to have coffee with people and people who regularly go on visitations or people who travel. But we all came together in unity, in a strong understanding that by not meeting, it doesn't mean I'm a coward. It means I'm showing my love for you. So this is what happens. See, you see me now. I'm alive and well. We made it. Anita and I were happily married. God is our peace. There is nothing to fear. If we all stay calm and just be very cautious, we will do well. But this sometimes takes some uh, personal sacrifices. Back in that time, I had to cancel my uh, marriage proposal. I had to cancel um, the engagement date that I had in mind. Just like all the people who sacrificed their personal freedom by staying at home as much as possible. And I think of uh, even like the apostles, like Paul and Peter. They willingly walked into chains. They sacrificed their personal freedom. So this is our chance. This is our chance to shine God's light. This is our way to, a new form of, new way to express love to God and to our brothers and sisters and the new way of expressing love to Madison, our city. Pastor Chris. Thanks, Pastor Charles. When he shared that story in the staff meeting, I could just see everyone started to relax. I mean, how many people do you know uh, that have been through a virus like this uh, before? And uh, Charles and Anita, his family have been through this. So it just kind of made us all uh, relax. Things seem like they're out of control. And God is saying to us, be still, relax, chill out. I've got this. There's nothing wrong with being prepared for difficult times as uh, they come our way. Being prepared for something is not the same as worrying about something. In fact, uh, that's what Jesus was doing as he with his disciples, was on the road to Jerusalem. Those of you who are with us as we go through the Gospel of Mark in uh, our series, Unexpected King, you have heard that we've been saying this over and over again. Jesus is trying to prepare his disciples. This is what is going to happen to me, Jesus said. I'm going to go into Jerusalem, and I'm going to be uh, killed. I'm going to be mocked and spit upon. These things are going to take place. Bad things are happening. They're going to happen, but it's like Jesus is saying to them, relax. I've got this. So as we are going through these days, that's the message we want to leave you with today, is that even though we don't know what's going to happen, (laughs) relax, relax. Trust. God's, God's got this. So what I want to do now is I want to go through an opportunity for us to just try in our own homes, wherever we're at, to just kind of 
slow down and relax for just a minute. I'm going to read, and on the screen you'll see this psalm, Psalm 46, in just a few verses. I'm going to read these verses and just let them, let them just wash over you and feel yourself rest in God's arms. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, nations are in an uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's just meditate on those words for just a minute. take a moment now to pray for those who have been affected most by this virus, including those around the world who have contracted it, those who are currently living in isolation, those who have lost loved ones, those who are dealing with fear and anxiety, and those who are facing economic hardship as a result of all that's been happening. Let's take a moment and pray. Wherever you are, pray right now for those folks. Let's pray. Let's also pray for our leaders, leaders like our president and our governor, leaders of institutions and schools and governments, and for healthcare professionals and medical researchers that they work together to most effectively prevent and treat the spread of this virus. Let's pray for those people who are leading us. Let's pray for them. Finally, let's pray for our church, for God's protection and for peace over us, that we would experience his comfort and his love. But let's also pray that we as a church would be people who love and serve others in the midst of this situation and who shine the light and the hope of Christ 
to those around us in our neighborhoods and in our world. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would give us strength and wisdom, that you would give us the ability to rest in you. It's so hard, so hard. Many of us are prone to worry and prone to anxiety, and our schedules are just a mess right now. Things have just kind of, things are not the way we normally would expect them to be. We pray, Father, in the midst of this chaos, when it feels like our own mountains and our earth are crumbling, that you would help us to feel, to feel your loving, sovereign control, even though bad things are going to happen. We pray, Father, that we would relax and chill out. We thank you, Father, that you, you have this. We pray this in Christ's name and for the sake of his reputation. All God's people said, amen.
God's people said, amen. Hey, uh, thanks again for taking some time out this morning for us to be able to collectively join together as, as community. You know, as Chris was talking today about Psalm 46, uh, Psalm 46 has always been a passage that has meant a, a lot to me. In fact, to the point where I actually um, have a tattoo on my left forearm uh, from Psalm 46 10, be still and know. And I got that as something facing me that I can read very easily because it's a reminder that I need in my life all the time. That when things begin to feel out of control and when I begin to feel fragile, that I can just stop and be still and know that God is God. I can be reminded that he is my refuge and my strength and ever-present help in trouble, therefore I need not to fear. What would it look like for us as a church if we could live that way this coming week. Like at a time in our, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our society, where, where everyone is so um, anxious and circling the wagons for us to be people who are able to, to lead with the love of Jesus by the way that we are wise in handling things and yet generous in the way that we live our lives. That, that we would be people who ultimately shine a light on who he is for his glory by the way that we love and serve those around us. 
Now, for some of you, you, we've been getting questions on what's that gonna look like for Blackhawk collectively. We want you to know that we're gonna be getting information out this coming week. We have, we have groups of people who are figuring out the steps that we are going to take to be able to collectively, as this community, to love our city well. And there'll be more information. But the reality is, is that all of us have those opportunities with people who we know right now, of people who we can call, people who we can check on, in on, people we can go and buy groceries for, people who we can be generous with what God's blessed us with. And let's be that type of a church and, and love that way. It would be amazing at, at, at the end of a time like this as we wouldn't just share stories of massive amounts of time that we were just zoning out on Netflix, but we had opportunities to be able to share stories of the way that during season, a season like this, that we understand more what it means to, to love God and, and to love others. And so let's be that type of a church. Let me close this with a benediction. And then we look forward to seeing you right back here next week, 9.30, and uh, we'll get a chance to be able to do this again. But as a benediction, I, I close with these words. May we be a church who learn in this time what it means to trust a God who is completely trustworthy. May we be people who learn more what it means to be still and know leaning on the fact that God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We love you guys. We look forward to seeing you soon. Take care.